There's no room for sick men on this expedition. My doctors tell me the worst is behind me. You got a very good liar, Mr. Wayland. Stay on the ship. We'll update you at the top of every hour. You know when you get sick, you think about your life and how you're going to be remembered. You know what I realize will happen when I go? 10% fall in share prices. Maybe 12. That's it. Welcome to episode eight of the Xenomorphing uh, Hive Mind podcast. Greetings, everybody. We got the whole crew. As always, everyone say what's up. Hello, what's up, everybody. Hola. Hola, hola, hola. First off, big thanks, everybody. We hit 1,000 plus downloads on Podbeam, which is blows my <laughs> tiny little mind. They're all my da- they're all my downloads, I have to admit. Yeah. Oh, well, the bots up the PS5 also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, thank everybody. We uh, we definitely appreciate it. Today we're going to discuss the um, the AVP, the movie by uh, Paul Anderson. The what they came in two thousand four, right? Two thousand four. Right. Yep. Yeah. Two thousand four. Instant Jesus classic. Yeah. Yes. The. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we'll all have mixed feelings about, but figure from the only movies we might as well do with the two AVP ones and the Requiem one should be a wonderful shit show. But <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, mm. first we'll get through the, uh, <clears throat> this, uh, I guess, cheesy intro, but yet enjoyable into the AVP universe, the Aliens with Predator. All right, so who wants to kick it off with their first impressions of the movie? Sure, I'll go first. Um, all righty. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Yeah. This, this movie actually in the first pass, when I went through theaters with it, I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, last time I sat in a theater watching aliens on screen, it was resurrection. And like you, you, if you've heard our other podcasts and you watch that resurrection or listen to the resurrection episode, I guess. Yeah. You would know. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, that was a bummer in the theater. It was a real drag. Uh, watching the alien was just kind of, sounds ridiculous in that movie so here it was a little bit better you know actually the alien was pretty impressive uh uh, so much so that it almost shades the predator a little bit the way that the movie goes like the way the events play out a bit but uh you know i really enjoyed it i did i went in and i had a good time with it uh you know my my standards in terms of acting i i wasn't so auteur with film taste back then so i mean i was an action movie guy and i enjoyed the you know the 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 i guess the intensity the the way that he drove the action anderson did a good job it seemed fun you know it it was like kind of the same energy as mortal kombat movie had a few years before in the late 90s there and so yeah like i mean 
I found it really fun. Uh, it, it had the Alien Queen in there. They did some really cool stuff with her. It was an enjoyable thing, you know. Like it, it had energy that moved me in a way where I was interested in it. It didn't feel like it was introducing ridiculous plot points the way that Resurrection just kind of stretches credibility at the beginning with mm. its. We resurrected her from some hair we found or something, <laughs> and they just kind of pull the plot out of their ass in that movie. And here it's like they kind of push everything, push the pieces together kind of in a way that it's kind of convenient the way they write the plot in this movie, but they do write it well. Like, I mean, there's aliens, there's predators. They show the life cycles of the alien. They show the technology of the predator. They showcase it well. Uh, the special effects presentations, fairly decent, you know, uh, they had some decent suit actors as predators and aliens it seemed to have some good energy like there's that fight in the pillars like i mean it seems pretty well conducted they even use a little cg and stuff in there and I mean, it was fun it just it had a good energy i mean you get to the end of the movie and he gets his hands on the caster he slaps it on his shoulder he starts blasting the aliens in the hallway and you're cheering you know you're enjoying this mm-hmm. movie it's not like you don't feel like we're resurrection where you get to the end and you're just like god this is brain cancer like this movie <laughs> actually brings you in gets you some energy going like the action's fun yeah it's got some fun shit it's it's yeah like it's it's a decent movie it it carries itself well it's got some good energy it's a good action film i mean is it as good as an avp story could have been on film well yeah way below board on that but for myself back then you know watching it in the early 2000s you know I, i enjoyed it you know i genuinely did i mean retrospectives we'll probably talk more about that kind of stuff later but yeah on the first pass i really did i thought this movie was good i mean going back to it later things changed but i mean we'll talk more about it later on (laughs) go ahead ryan yeah for me i i think so 2004 i'm trying to remember where i was when i saw it definitely it was not i I can't like with alien and aliens, I can definitely remember when I first saw it and it was very memorable AVP. I got to admit, I just don't remember like where it was when I saw <laughs> it, like who I saw Fair it with, enough. but it was, I was, <clears throat> I was pretty excited when they announced it. I was, uh, uh, I was looking forward to kind of the monster mashup. I think it was around that early two thousands when they were, kind of doing that i think freddy versus jason came out around that time it's contemporary and and it was sort of that a time for that and i think fox excuse me fox wanted to kind of do their own mashup so they went for predator this predator versus alien thing uh i i guess i didn't even know at the time but i guess they passed up a an alien five that James Cameron and Ridley Scott were interested in doing. They're like, nah, let's go with AVP. I think we're done with the <laughs> alien series. And I'm just like, in retrospect, I'm looking just like major face palm. Like, dude, you guys yeah. had, I wish I never read that. I know. <laughs> right. For this, for they this, sh- <laughs> you passed it up for this. I know, oh man. You <laughs> should have stuffed that way in the vault. You know, or just yeah. deleted it off all servers that <laughs> even <laughs> happened. But uh, from the guy who brought you Mortal Kombat comes <laughs> AVP. You know, like right. yeah, yeah. We could we could add Cameron and Scott, the no. gods of Alien franchise, do a movie together. Uh, together. <laughs> uh, I know, breaks Terrible. the heart. 
But anyway, so I was looking forward to it. I, I definitely was a little, or I was definitely disappointed when I heard they were going for a PG-13 rating in it. Yeah. And yes. yeah. Ooh, yeah. I was instantly, like instantly I thought that is a bad idea to <laughs> yeah. do Predator and Alien and make it PG-13. Yeah, I mean, a jump. That was a... A monster that punches people's heads out with its <laughs> jaws and a guy who rips people's spines out. What the yeah. hell was that all about? <laughs> it's just uh, just one of those decisions, like how yeah. much cocaine were these guys doing back then? To <laughs> it's like make Kyler and Hill just missed the bus on stopping them there. Whoa, whoa, Fox, this is a bad move. Like killer yeah. monsters and stuff. <laughs> but uh, again, it, there was that around that time that PG-13 was like all the rage and... Uh, everything was going because they were like, hey, we're going to make more money off this, uh, off a movie if we can get teenagers in here. Yep. Um, yep. And so, but anyways, that's all before I even saw it. So when I saw it, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. You know, I, I still, I thought the effects were good. I'm not a huge Paul Anderson fan. I did like Event Horizon. Uh, I didn't like the first Resident Evil that much. Uh, well, Mortal Kombat, man. Mortal Kombat was... <laughs> I like Mortal Kombat. It's an awesome movie. I went with you, Dave. I loved it. It was fun. It, it was a better better video game movie than a lot of them were. Like, yeah. remember Street Fighter? It's contemporary. Holy. No, let's not... Uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like that they got... Uh, Lance Henriksen in it to play uh, Charles Bishop uh, Waylon. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Bishop Waylon. Yeah, I, I oh. think so. Yeah, and yeah, and I thought he did. A, he's probably probably one of the most interesting characters in the movie to me. Yeah. And Sana Lathan was, I thought, decent lead, and uh, the other characters were pretty forgettable to me. And again, it's not. This movie wasn't really about the characters. It was about, hey, let's do, let's get these predators and aliens in here kicking each other's asses. You know, that was kind of the idea. Yeah, people and, are fodder, man. <laughs> and, right, yeah, yeah. Whoever wins, we lose, yeah. right? That was, that kind was of the tagline. Good, good <laughs> tagline, actually, but uh, yeah. I wish they would have delivered yeah. better on it. Yeah, so it just, it, overall, yeah, I just, I left theater like, okay, that was all right. Uh, just not memorable. Um, I mean, there was, again, some of the effects were good. The alien queen, I thought they did a good job. Uh, some yeah, of the, the CGI. Really cool. Yeah, the queen was good. Some of the CGI was, I, I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, I, I mean, obviously it's 2004, you know, it's, uh, it wasn't going to be as good with that CGI, but I, it was, you know, forgivable. And, yeah, the, the plot was, I didn't mind that it took place in Antarctica. You know, I know a lot of people are like, dude, Predators, they, know, they go for heat. They don't go for cold. I, I didn't mind it. I just, I just, like, I just rolled with it. Um, but I just, I didn't think that was, there was a lot more issues with the movie that I had, that, you know, that the setting wasn't that big of a deal. And so, yeah, my first, I guess that was my first impression. I just thought it was all right. It's kind of like Michael said, like later on and I, look back on it and you know watched it again it was like man this was not good <laughs> this was just uh they Cartoons, they, they missed the mark yeah they, <laughs> and obviously you know well we'll talk about requiem some other time but <laughs> mm, yeah. this, that's, this, that, 
that's bad cartoons. This that's movie's a masterpiece crazy. compared to Requiem. Yeah, but. yeah <laughs> shades it hard. Yeah, but uh, Anderson Anderson can direct the brothers Strauss. We don't know. Mm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. I I wouldn't let them do a music video, let alone an <laughs> alien movie. Oh man, yeah. So, but uh, I'll pass it off to Michael, I guess, if you want to go next. Well, my thing was. Like with these movies, um, I've, I mean, I've said this a million times before um, for different things we talk about. Like my my biggest forte into the uh, the Alien and Predator, or I guess you'd say the universe, um, was the Aliens Newt's Tale comic um, was my first comic, and then the original nineteen um, eighties AVP comic. Um, yes, those were my two first fortes into the 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 alien universe as it comes through a comic book um so i'm like i've gone through everything else so i was i was pretty stoked um when i when i found out what was going on um i you know what i was just out of the college year so i was uh i forget if I, i'm pretty sure i more than likely i saw my dad and my brother i think i saw everything with my dad just about so um I was I was extremely excited about it, and that was before internet was real big. So you really didn't get a lot of the spoilers. You didn't get a lot of the. There was no nothing to really like tell yourself ahead of time or to see scenes and be like, oh, okay, what's well, this all about? What's that all about? So it was mm-hmm. it was nice back then because you went in fresh. You didn't have any spoilers or you know any of the 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 fan you know jargon and stuff going on. So. I think I went, I went in with it just having maybe seen the trailer and back then the trailers were nothing like they are today. I mean, today they're, they're basically like a, you know, a full blown map out of the movie where back then it was just a couple quick scenes kind of brought you into it, showed you what was going on. And actually I might, I think they even had it. I think the AVP, the, it's the iconic picture with the, the, the predator, like sort of looking up and then the aliens hanging upside down and they're kind of face to face. I think that might've been on the back of one of the comic sets at that time. And that was kind of where I got my first glimpse of it. And then everything else came out. But um, yeah, I went into the movie, um, you know, excited, not really, uh, not no, no, knowing what to expect. I guess maybe that was kind of bad though, because in the back of my mind, I, I remember how awesome the the comic series was and i'm like man if this can just capture a little bit of some of this i said it should be phenomenal and and like i said the first time i went and saw it you know i was in awe i enjoyed it um like ryan said i was kind of bummed with the whole pg-13 i thought it was a little too happy sort of disney kind of you know happy-go-lucky and i didn't think it really (laughs) caught the I didn't think it, I don't think it really caught what the aliens franchise and the predator franchise to that point how they were with you know, rated R and, and the blood, the gore. And it wasn't, like I said, that non happy go lucky, I guess, feeling to him. Sanitized. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was yeah. very, it was very cleaned up. And like I said, well, I think somebody just said too, that, you know, at that time, I think that was right around the time that Jason versus Freddie came out, you know, and everybody at that time was trying to put together these versus movies. There was a whole mm-hmm. pile of stuff that yeah. came out at all the same time. And it was, mm-hmm. that, it was, that was everybody's trying to buy on the, let's pull two franchise together and just slap them together some way that we can pull something out of this. Um, so, but yeah, I, I went into it, like I said, you know, hoping it was going to be somewhat, you know, towards, uh, the way the comics were. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was happy with it. I, I like I said, two or three characters that were very good. Um, uh, the, there's a lot of characters that really 
could not have ever been in the movie and you never would have known either way. Um, they were just kind of background characters. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I like the, I, I like the, the aliens. Um, I liked the, the way they were done. I did not like the predators at all. Um, and I've said this, I think I said this in one of the other podcasts we had, I didn't like the fact that they were overly bulked. Um, they okay, kind of looked like, they looked like linebackers. They, they yeah. were just, yeah. I mean, you As, went from seeing the, the, uh, yep, you know, the yep. jungle As, predator from the, from AV, you know, from the regular <laughs> predator. And then you saw the same one as the city from predator two. And it was a total different character. And yeah. then you had these ones and they were just like, you know, they were just huge. And I just felt, um, I, I liked though, like I said, I liked the way the movie was and it did have its tie-ins, but you know, as you, a first, with that thing about glimpse, the, with the, with the type of, with the type of predators, like you're right. Cause the next film, they went back to that lithe stretched out look where he stripped yeah. down and equipment and stuff. And the wolf was far more better received. I mean, say what you will about the lo- lot of that film, but the predator itself with that actor who played him, that was a well done piece of the film even though it was largely just meh but i mean yeah they hear that like you say it looked like three football players just stacked with padding yeah like i said other than that like you know i've i've seen it i'll watch it if it's on um i don't i don't you know break my neck to try to get watch it when it's on but if it's on and i'm just kind of going through I'll, i'll sit there and watch it and um but it is one of those movies where i i found might be one of the few movies that the more i watch it the more I get irritated <laughs> by it and not in a bad yeah. way. I'm not saying that it's a bad movie. It's just, there's so much. It, I think both AVP and AVP Requiem tried to do so much fan service and tried to throw so many things into their movies to keep people engaged, almost to make people look for things. Um, it actually takes it away from the movie. Um, so mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I saw it the first time, loved it. Um, after that, it's you know I'll watch it, but it's not not on my top one. So, but uh, yeah. I will hand it over to you, Dave. All right. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of echo. You guys said same thing at the PG thirteen stuff. Um, you know, um, also a big comic book guy, of course. Uh, uh, Mike, myself. So I was I was excited. Um, but what really helped for me with the excitement was back at the time this came out, I was working for what was eventually became for they bought out by a uh, GameStop electronics boutique. And we used to have this thing called EBTV, which would run all day and then show video game advertisements and commercials, eventually movies. So during my work shifts, not only was I getting that, I was getting these little previews and behind the scenes of AVP. So, Oh, all right. So I'm getting a little bonus stuff. So that was pretty cool. Like they show um, like some of the puppetry and, you know, I'm hearing, I'm getting a little hype hearing Paul W. Anderson, Anderson saying, oh, I was the biggest Alien fan when I was a kid. I want to make this the best AVP. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> go. I'm getting energized like He-Man. I can't wait. Wind so, up the hype machine. Yep. I'm like, all right. So now I'm really excited to be a comic book fan and a big Alien Predator fan. I'm like, all right. Now I'm getting the constant commercials. So me and my boss at the time, uh, Marlon, we go to see a midnight showing and I'm just ready to go. And I thought the the fight between the alien and the predator was cool. Um, especially with um, like when a grid killed it and he, you know, he saw like the cool shot with him, like kind of almost roaring. But first, I guess my views are kind of opposite of you guys, which should make for a good entrance discussion. I fucking hated it. 
right. Hated it. We, we all hardcore had alien tolerance. Fan you hated and a it. Hardcore comic book fan. I was pissed. Like this is when I was like in my I was just I guess a high energy fan or a serious fan. I was fuming. I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? You're, you're like me when I, I was... ran into Resurrection in 97. Yeah. I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> it's, it's, flipped, it's flipped a bit since, but I'll get into that later. But I was absolutely beyond disappointed. I mean, I was like, what is what is this? This isn't what I read in the comics. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, what, what, what is this fluff? I'm like Antarctica. Right, a couple cool kills. The first culture. What? Antarctica. I've loosened up a bit, but first impressions, I was one pissed off fan. I was a lot younger, a lot more, you know, emotionally involved, but I was fuming. Like, even when I bought it on, um, I guess it was DVD (laughs) at the time, you know, I love the bonus features. It was cool, everything switching on. Uh, I watched, like I said, that that made that first Alien vs. Predator fight a million times, but I hey, I was like, hate watching it. <laughs> like, what, every, every time I'd get to the end with freaking, um, you know, I don't want to get into the stuff, uh, hop a bit to the topics, but like when with freaking uh, Alexa and the Predator running together like Batman and Robin, click, turn it off. <laughs> Done. It gets pretty ridiculous in the last act, Again, though. First impression. First impression. I was not a happy human. <laughs> was, I'm like, what is this shit? I'm like, this isn't what I signed up for. Did you did you want to rifle your drink at the screen? That was me in '97, uh, man. I hated that movie so much in the first pass. What? I'm like, this is, oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, I'm losing. I saw a midnight showing for this. You're just like, I convinced my boss to go to this. Uh, he was like, hyped too from watching it. He was like, oh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Dave, what the hell was this? <laughs> first impressions, not too good. Yeah, not great. <laughs> but I think that's a good segue into the opposite. Let's talk about what we liked about the movie. <laughs> so I, you want to go or should I go off off my rant to something? Keep here? going. <laughs> you're on a roll. You're, you're doing great, buddy. <laughs> so, so the, yeah, the shit I hated, what I've come to like is the aliens are really cool looking. I think he did them very well. Um, Grid is a badass. He's one of my, you know, favorite aliens in the franchise. He's cool as shit. Um, like I said, the shot after he kills a predator is dope as hell. Um, like you mentioned, Ryan, the queen is awesome. Um, the action sequences are good. Um, Alexa is actually a pretty cool um, leading lady. She's a little different than the rest. Um, uh, Lance Henriksen is always great. Well, you could mm-hmm. have him reading the alphabet, and I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, he's got that voice. You know? Yeah, yes. you know, I love yeah, it. He's just forever awesome. Um, his <laughs> Wayland, I thought was pretty cool. Um, and that's something we get into later. Is which Wayland did you prefer? So think about that for later. Yeah. Um, but um, it was, you know, um, the pyramid was pretty cool. Um, even in the, it's. I remember after I said I initially hating it now coming to see you know, like eight more over the years and seeing their pyramid even in the video game iterations over the year i'm like all right this pyramid's pretty cool like mm-hmm. even in the the handheld avp game which unfortunately can't download anymore the pyramid was really dope um and the avp 2010 game you got to you know hunt around the pyramid I'm like all right this is a pretty cool setting with it shifting okay so um, that 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 game 
that game <clears throat> is the Alien versus Predator movie we have always deserved. Yes. It yeah. has the company. Yeah. It has a colony called Freya's Prospect. Yeah. I love that name. Yeah. It's got yeah. it's got Marines responding to the crisis. It's got yeah. everything every fan yeah. could ever want. But why can't Fox put this all together in their heads? Because they're asinine and foolish. <laughs> but um, it's too expensive to put it in space. <laughs> Good lord! Just give us the movie we want, not the ones you think we should have. <laughs> ah! but yeah. Overall, there's still tons of stuff to come to uh, like. Um, at least now. Um, you know, it's just a good, simple, enjoyable flick in terms of the action, so that I enjoyed something I could just kind of throw on in the background. So at least my hatred has come down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, so how about you guys? What stuff do you like? Good, Ryan. So yeah, I like I like the Queen. So I'm going to go off the uh, the extended, unrated cut, uh, which this is the one I prefer now. But that one, that one was uh, that one was better. It was a little bit more like they they try to make it a little bit more visceral, more violent. I thought it had a little bit more impact, even though um, CGI blood was not not good, especially at that time. <laughs> but it was, but yeah, I I mean I thought I like better version. I like yeah I like the predators. I didn't really notice they were bulkier, maybe because I was uh, it was around the time that baseball had the peds thing going on so i was just used to these you know watching sports and all these jacked guys <laughs> it was so uh it was like... sosa and uh palmero as the predators right right exactly yeah <laughs> i think barry bonds somewhere in there yeah but uh he was the elder predator <laughs> yeah but uh but anyways like yeah i thought the overall like creature effects weren't too bad and i i did like the pyramid uh you know, I thought that was uh, a nice touch, and it was uh, again. Um, I, there was I, I just wish I had a little, some more char- like good character moments. There was one I was just watching it recently. It was between uh, Lance Hendrickson and Saul Lathan, and he's she walks up to him and he's like he has like some kind of inhaler and he's coughing a lot, and she's like, you know, there's no room on this for you know, sick, sick people. And, and he kind of starts talking about like, he needs this, like he needs something for his legacy because, you know, the only thing that's going to happen when he dies is that the shares of his company is going to drop like 10%. And then she shares some story about how, you know, she went on some hiking or not hiking. It was like a, a climbing trip with his, with her dad and her dad uh, got, got, hurt somehow but he kept going he just wanted to get to the summit and she shared a drink with his with the, uh her father at fourteen thousand feet and he eventually died like not that long afterwards and you know uh and lance henriksen you know, talks talks to her is like do you think your dad's only gonna remember um remember the pain from him dying or is he gonna remember having a drink with his daughter uh reaching this uh the 14,000 feet and reaching this, this goal, this pinnacle. And, and he said, like, I need this. And I was like, wow, it's like a really well-written scene. Yeah. Like, that was I, very wish, good scene. I was I wondering, like, they really needed more, like more stuff like that in the movie to really yeah. kind of get me more engaged with <laughs> it. But I just like that scene, it was just only like two minutes, but it's like, man, I wish I know their focus was like, we just want to 
you know, it's all about the, the creatures, but I was like, man, uh, you know, if that, that's just what was missing from this movie was more like character development. And, and maybe now if they did it, they would, they would know that and they would, they would do that. But I think at the time, you know, it was just the humans were fodder for these creatures and whatever. Um, but uh, it, but again, yeah, I mean, I kind of like the finale. I sort of, I didn't really cringe like when the predator and the, and Alexa kind of teamed <laughs> up. I thought that was like, Oh, it's kind of an interesting twist, uh, you know, to that they're like teaming up against the, the Xenos, but, uh, you know, there's, you know, I thought the look of the film was good and, you know, Anderson has a good eye for, um, you know, just like kind of the other alien directors, he has a good visual eye for, uh, you know, for his films and his editing's a little, I thought the editing was a little off, but overall, like, I like, like the look and the feel of the movie and, yeah, again, the Queen was good. It had a pretty good finale, and uh, so yeah, those are kind of the things that really stuck out to me in terms of what I liked. Nice, nice. Cool. Uh, yeah, I could honestly say I, I could pinpoint something very specific to start it. Uh, the Serkin. That was an amazing predator device that was added to the lore in this movie, and then they carry that on. They show it in the next movie too. And honestly, both movies. They're kind of stinkers, but there are some pretty amazing scenes where they use that circuit very effectively. Uh, I think a girl gets sliced by it in the sec in the next one, and it was probably the only part I liked in Requiem because it's this shock moment where this cheerleader gets gored by a circuit. <laughs> it was like, oh wow! I didn't. I thought she was going to live to the end of the movie. Good job subverting <laughs> expectations there. The rest of it was a stink bomb, but I mean. But yeah, and there's a part actually in this one too where it's like this predator's at unawares and you think he's not paying attention. And then he just whirls around and he uses the the circuit edge and he just cuts this alien's head right off. And it's just so stylish. Like it's this really slick ass moment where the predator looks like a total badass. Mm-hmm. Even though like I think it's the next in in the fight with Gritty's fumbling all over the place there and it's just it's not as well done really at that point. But I don't even think that's the same predator. I think that's a different guy, right? I I, I, I have trouble tracking who's who here. I think there's one guy like uh what the heck is it? I think Celtic. And then the other guy's Scar or something. I can't remember their names. Mm-hmm. I, I never could Yeah keep Scar's track. Scar's like it ends up being the main yeah, exactly. yeah, he's the main. And uh, like, I guess, what is it? Cool kills. Yeah, like it's just there was uh, there was some cool stuff there where he uses that circuit to kill, and uh, I think he's using it later. He throws it or something, and it's mm-hmm. like there's a part where right in the end where the queen's coming at Lexa or something, and then just out of nowhere, here comes Scar with his spear, and he's like, boom, right in the head or whatever. And it's 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 pretty badass. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's fun. It carries. It's exciting. I mean, you know, like Dave said, upon further examination, you realize there's a lot of seams in this lore that are ready to bust apart the way they kind of cobble it together with this first culture stuff. But the action itself is pretty well conducted. Like, uh, I'll go back to what Ryan said. I mean, Anderson just knows how to put this stuff together. Uh, like, Mortal Kombat is probably pretty hard source material to make a good movie out of and his mortal Kombat movie was actually a decent 
action fighting film of some kind, right? You know, it used the lore. It still had some decent kung, you know, kung fu and martial arts action. You know, Robin Shu was in there, and I mean, he's definitely got an eye for how to put stuff together. Like he knew how to use the predator and use the alien, and you know, aspects of stealth that they both use, and they stalk each other. And there's a couple parts where invisible aliens get the drop on a predator, or you know, like. The invis no, sorry, other way around. Invisible predator gets dropped on an alien, or an alien comes out of the shadows and gets dropped on a predator. And he did kind of try to show that both creatures had their strengths, but I mean, you know, it was nice how he kind of tried to show some balance with it. Uh, going for that same idea that they did with the Freddy versus Jason thing, where you got to show both icons, you got to give them both a little bit of love. And I think the movie did a good job that way. I mean. Uh, I think we talked about it before. The some of the costuming choices for the Predator, like this heavy armor and stuff, kind of took away from the character a bit. But I don't know. Like they they did get some moments. Like Dave said, the wrestling match and the pillars was pretty good. Uh, there's some pretty neat usage of blades. There was some disappointment there. Like I noticed how some of their stuff started to melt, and I was pretty sure they had cured weapons or something like drop forged against that kind of thing. I thought haven't they been hunting these things for a few years? Like <laughs> that's what they established in the plot. But I mean, yeah, like, uh, well, remember some... these, these were teenagers. These were their first hunt. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, I guess that's the thing too. Mm. So it's like, I guess they brought the wrong stuff or something. So, but yeah, that's uh, I guess that was one thing that kind of helped me accept maybe kind of how it seemed like the predators were almost nerfed in this one was because they really weren't uh, pros like you say, they're just noobs, greenhorns. They haven't blooded yet or whatever you would say that is in their culture, I suppose. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I thought I thought all in all, I mean, it, it had some strengths. It definitely tried to show the lore as positively as it could. I mean, depicting things. The way it kind of put it together, whatever. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, there was like, there was that big, I think it's the big set piece sequence with the temple. That was really good. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a huge swarm of computer generated aliens that are coming at the predators on that temple. And it actually looks pretty good for how many years old it is nowadays. Mm -hmm. yeah, pretty, good. yeah, pretty good sequence. Like, I mean, you know, there, there are definitely things in this movie I'll remember, but I mean, mm -hmm. there's other things in this movie you want to forget too. There's no lie in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably my experiences with it. I mean, you know, definitely some things there I've seen I thought were pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Michael, right. Michael too. <laughs> yep, I'm just. It's hard. It's hard. I'm trying to. I'm thinking slowly in my mind of things that I liked before I start getting to things <laughs> I didn't like. Um, <laughs> so no, I mean honestly, like I said, it, it's it's a very difficult situation because, like I said, I grew up. Um, with what I thought was an incredible story. And I feel as though some of this, you know, I feel, I feel a lot of it was butchered. Um, you know, instead of just going with, um, you know, the, the script, the original script, they kind of, you know, went off it and tried to sort of do, you know, fan service. Um, I will say probably um, one of the few, but one of probably my favorite scenes is definitely at the end. Um, when Scar um, takes the acid blood and etches the uh, symbol on Lex um, that she's now like part of his clan. Mm -hmm. um, that was, that was one of the biggest iconic references to the original series uh, for the comic book. I thought it was pretty cool. 
um, the way that was done. I, I you know, I, I like the way that the the predators. I like that they were shown, like we've we've all said about. I like that they were shown as as uh, unblooded. Um, you know, they were their kids, not really kids. They were just they hadn't been tested yet, um, and you see that a lot. And I think they I think they did a very good job of making uh, letting people know that these were you know these were young um you know kind of cocky um like the the fight between scar and the uh and grid shows his cockiness uh mm -hmm. the moment he lets his guard down you know mm -hmm. what happens um that was very cool uh the the fact that they had to get their weapons you know they they had no weapons so they had to get their weapons first and go from there when that didn't happen they were kind of on their own um mm. it was very neat um that's that's a big that's a big thing in just about every predator comic book you will read has it has some form of of that that sort of you know your the first fight the first experience that they have which was pretty cool yeah i mean I, overall i mean i like i said i like the aesthetics of it i thought it was very it was a cool idea to go to antarctica i mean somewhere you would never expect you know this to this to take place because basically every time it's ever have you ever have a, a predator involved it's always a very hot Mm -hmm. um like you know humid type of climate or stuff like that kind of is the way mm -hmm. they roll with that so like i said that was pretty cool um i liked i did like the way the aliens were i thought they looked really cool um they had they had kind of tamed them because before that the last aliens we had seen was from resurrection and they were like the um like the jurassic park versions of the aliens with the uh the roaring and the claws and the the raptor feet and, yeah. So we had luckily we, we kind of cut away from that a little bit, which was, which was nice. Um, so but yeah, like, overall, that was a good idea. I thought I thought he did a, a good job um, for what he had and, and the the version that he was going on. Um, so I mean, that's that's basically what I have until it turns negative. So that was my <laughs> that was my attempt at some some yeah. good things. So all right, uh, I like the effort. I appreciate well it. Well done. Appreciate yeah. It. <laughs> All right, so this will be a little more uh, lengthy than that one. Who wants to, who wants to kick off what they can I go ahead? Venom? Oh, Did not oh, like. Oh. Who wants to rant first? <laughs> it doesn't wanna... matter. Either Mike can go. You can go, Mike. Pittsburgh, Mike. Do you want to like oh, big, boy. big Ben and oh, Audible boy. from like? Do, do we, got, we got time for this? We have Here we go. Stick a fork in this. Stick a fork in this thing. So here's here's this whole this whole thing went to shams. Um, and I I told Dave I know him and I I'm chomping at the bit to do a do one of these podcasts on the original series. We'll have to do a comic one, one of these days. So I don't want to go we'll too crazy. We'll in it, but, um, so there was a time, uh, I believe it was like uh, around 1990. I think it was, um, there was a director. I think his last name was Briggs. Um, he had done an early concept for the AVP movie for Fox, uh, that was going to follow pretty close to the original AVP comic. Uh, I think it was called the hunt. If I'm not from, uh, if you ever get a chance, you have to go on and read the script. It was very one for one. Um, was very good. Uh, he had tried to do that, and you know, of course, the way all corporations go, well, no, they started putting their hands into it, and you know, years later, then you know, we get this uh, movie. So, I think the fallout was, if you would take, if you took AVP, and you took AVP Requiem, and you put the story of AVP in the style R-rated version of Requiem, I think you have the movie you're looking for. And, mm -hmm. I, and I don't want to come out and, and make it seem like I'm all about gore and everything else like that, but you, you basically take a concept of a character that was done in comic books 
to be absolutely both the, the, the alien and the predator were just absolutely brutal. I mean, just brutal. Mm-hmm. There was no, uh, you know, there wasn't a, a happy go lucky field about them. And you basically turned them into, you know, soft and you it made did. it so that they're as rated R as R can get. Yeah. And, and you made it, you, made it pal- you know, you made it palatable for those that, that don't like horror and don't like blood and don't like violence. Yep. Which took is the slasher, you took the yeah. slasher element out. You took yep. the, you defanged it. You exactly. Yep. Um, yep. 100%. You know, and there was, there was a, there was a lot of things in it uh, that I think that there was a lot of things that, we say this about the aliens movies sometimes too. You get those aliens movies where, and I, I feel bad for using this all the time, but like I said, fan service where movies try too hard to put these little Easter eggs in and things into these movies so that, that the fans, the true fans will buy into it as well as the fans that have never seen them before are oblivious to it. Um, and I think as, as movies go on, we do more and more of that. They, they see that that's a big thing now. I mean, you know, it's funny, like, you know, not to get off subject, but like the Mandalorian, it's a great series right now, but there are specific things put in for those movies or for that series to reference things so that the original star Wars fans will pick up on them right away. And anybody who's not a fan still loves the series and doesn't really be, it's not really affected by it. Um, so, like I said, there's a couple things. Um, the way they did the Predator, I thought was great. Uh, in the original, in the series, uh, the comic book series, they end up working together. There's an awesome picture. I actually own one of the originals. Um, it's from the comic book series of uh, Machiko, who was is a phenomenal uh, character, female. Oh, what character. a great character! It was, oh. it was amazing. And I think I Bad think Lex, I think she did. <clears throat> Justice. Lex is yeah. such a weak riff on that. So yeah, I, weak. I, I so think to weak. a, I think to a point for what they needed, I think she did it right. I don't consider her in this movie like the big time, you know, female hero. I, I don't. I think she's one of the the characters who just happened to survive to the end of the movie, basically, because she doesn't. It's not like she goes out of her way to just take care of business. It's, it's right. not the Ripley or the you know Sarah Connor. It's not you know the the lead role that just takes over and just takes it on their, you know, their shoulders to obliterate people and, and, and things in their way. But I think she did, she did well. Um, but there's certain things, like I said, she just, she didn't have that same feeling as it did uh, in the movies. Uh, my other thing is I hated, I have a real weird issue with anybody who plays the predator character. Um, simply for, like I said, it, these guys straight out look like, We've all said it. They look like linebackers. They were huge. They were bulked. Um, you know, maybe there was reasoning behind that. I, I don't understand it. Uh, but if you look at, I think it is it um, is it Kevin Hall or is it Peter Hall? Peter Hall, who played the original Kevin um, Peter Hall, actually. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Who, who played? I mean, he played the original. I think he played the original, and I think he played him in the second one as well. Mm-hmm. Like he had a statue to his body. Like the way he his body was. He was amazing in that costume because he was tall. He was like, he was still built, but he was enough that he didn't look bulked out. And I, I, for me, that is when I think of the predator, that's the character I think of, because I think he just fits that moment so well. Um, And these guys were just like bulked. I mean, they were super. And could that have been maybe because they were going to a cold climate? I I don't know. I don't know how they did about it, but Mm. anyway. um, So I wasn't too crazy about that. 
Uh, I thought the movie tried too hard to be claustrophobic at points. Um, it was trying to feed off of the alien vibe where it was claustrophobic and you didn't know what was in the dark and you didn't know, you know, with the, the shifting of the, uh, the tombs and like, you know, one mm. would come up, one would come down. People would almost get stuck in one and all of a sudden they'd pull their hand out at the last minute and they would, you know, um, you know, I think that was, wasn't exactly needed because the movie itself wasn't dark enough. Like it wasn't a full on dark movie that you really felt at it. Yeah. You saw a lighted scene with a dark, area and it, it kind of um it, it kind of threw it off um like i said i just i didn't like a lot of the references i didn't like the dallas reference where the guy's down in the tombs clawing around and everything's dark and he puts his hand down and there's the like the the drool on the ground and he quick spins around the alien pops up right in front of him uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it was needed uh, it was just mm -hmm. a reference that wasn't really needed i didn't like the uh the face huggers doing the matrix well, yeah. kind of shot out and they kind of <laughs> slow mode across like in it was it was yeah it wasn't it just wasn't needed i mean it, it took the effect away from it the um, that's what, but that's what paul anderson does man you ever watch resident evil movies uh -huh. watch alice yeah. alice oh, running yeah. yeah that's slow his, his motion his, alice his running. um no and like i said i don't i don't want to be the guy that that just belittles the movie to death but like i said it, it's and Dave, like I said, you understand what I mean here. Coming from the background I did and where I originally came into the knowing of this versus, it just, it no way, shape, or form did it capture any of that. Yeah. Um, it was, a, it was yep. a fun movie. They made it yep. to try to make some money, put some characters together, see how it went out. And I just, I, to this day, I just don't find that in it because, like I said, it's not what I consider to be you know, the, the rivalry, I guess you would say. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll leave it at that and I'll turn it over to <laughs> the other mic. Cool. So, so now that I don't have to be nice to this movie anymore, I'm going to oh be mean. I'm going to be mean. So, Gloves so, off. so it's like lazy with like, okay, let's, let's, let's just steal the thing setting and we'll use that as a setting. We'll use cold and isolation to make it scary. We'll put it in Antarctica. It's like, I've seen this before somewhere. I swear, a monsters in Antarctica trying to kill people and alien creatures and stuff frozen in the ice for hundreds of years. Hmm, strange. I've heard that before. Yeah. And then, uh, like, and like you guys, we said earlier, I suppose uh, the versus thing was just a huge trend. So it's like we're just trending a movie here, right? Like lazy, a lot of laziness. And like Ryan said, there was a potential Alien Five on deck, which could have blown minds. I mean, with the creatives involved so it was really sad uh let's see um we've been dancing around this elephant trying not to be hard about it but like i mean yeah it likes the heat i mean anderson did you watch the one about the super hot you know smog covered la that's really really hot or the super hot tropic jungle like why <laughs> did you set it on the coldest point of the earth like ah he basically stole from like some Stargate episode where they go to Atlantis and dig up alien technology too. It's the same thing, right? It's like, oh, they find the Atlantis, they find the Stargate Atlantis or something there. And it's like, I don't know, like, uh, what is it? Uh, At the Mountains of Madness did this too, where it was like Antarctica and monsters that were buried there from, you know, aliens from space or something, right? The old ones, I think. And so, you know, like, it's like, you know, I guess he's kind of stealing that, maybe that Lovecraftian vibe with that. But I mean, 
you know, I don't know. It's just, there's so much wrong with it. It's like Dave said earlier, I mean, he stole everybody's moment to like use it as a rib, but like, yeah, hmm. like her, her running together with that predator. It's like, it's just, it, it looks cheesy. Like an action sequence, like they're going to do a fist bump or something and like, <laughs> wow, we're beating the predators together, boys. So it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's really bad. Like just corny. Um, I guess maybe the predators themselves, they look, they are dispatched far too quickly for my tastes. Like it just, it, it's down to scar within like, I don't know, the course of 10 minutes, really, if you clock it, mm-hmm. those other two get killed so fast. And it's just, it felt, it felt like a kind of a disservice to the predator. Like not only was he badly dressed as Mikel has pointed out, like it's kind of stupid, too much armor. Uh, I mean, these things are minimalist hunters. They carry a couple things. Like those guys were wearing like full on chest plates and fucking just loaded to the nines with stuff. And it's just seemed ridiculous. Cause you see the next movie, you see Wolf and he's carrying a lot of kit on a very small set of armor. Like it's just a couple of pieces and he's got a bunch of stuff strapped to himself and he just, mm-hmm. he feels more believable where yeah, in well, this, in this one, it just didn't feel like that. You know, like you say, they're overloaded unnecessarily and they just, and they, and they aren't even that good really for all the junk they're wearing. <laughs> no, I, I, I'll tell you what, I, t- I totally agree with you on that. I think, I think that's exactly it. I mean, if you look at the jungle predator, I mean that whole movie, he basically has anything he has on him. One comes out of his, his thigh piece or one comes out of his wrist plate. Yeah. So like, I mean that besides his cannon on his shoulder, I mean, that's all he's carrying. And it seems yep. like it's almost like they gave these guys too much. Yeah, like, you know well, what I mean. Yeah, even I even agree. in the next even in the next movie, like I mean, you look at the wolf and he's wearing like you know he's got like strapped pieces on him, like the spear and stuff, and so like everything's accounted for. Like like you say, these guys they got this ridiculous like I don't know, it, it's almost like Mass Effect armor. It's so thick on them. It mm. just doesn't seem like the style of the creature. Like it 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 wore like you know a shoulder piece, an elbow pad, and a couple of gauntlets or something, uh, maybe a knee bracer or something, or a shin guard or something. But these things didn't wear like full suits. Like oh, it's because it was cold or something. Like just ah, <laughs> it's just it's just like I don't know. The setting was really bad. Uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, the aliens themselves—they seem to be really well serviced by the movie itself. Uh, Anderson showed a lot of love to the aliens. I, I, I don't really find myself complaining too much about them. Uh, I guess maybe some of the bits with the queen look a little too CG at times. Like Ryan said, it does date a bit. But I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of CG from this period of time—if you go too heavy with it it does have a notice it's noticeable i mean even nowadays modern cgi you can still pick it apart with the with a good eye so i mean you got you know you you do date your film a bit with a lot of cg loaded into it and yeah that did kind of you know that stung the movie a bit dating it uh some of the animatronics work was wasn't bad but there are times where it does get a little silly with like you know you look at his predator manibles i'm watching this final sequence where he's dealing with lexa and it's 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 kind of you know too mm-hmm. much man like because i guess maybe just adi just wasn't quite stan winston like i mean i think mccall mentioned it earlier winston did a really good job with his predator like in the first movie like even in the second movie you look at city hunter and it's you know, bad city hunter is awesome it's like it's like it's like it's not awesome. it's it's pretty well done and at the same time it's like but i mean 
Jungle Hunter's <laughs> the one that like that's the icon, right? Like they even brought him back for Predators, right? He was mm-hmm. crucified, was crucified, was basically an homage to Jungle Hunter's design. So they yeah. gave the new Predators a full set of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> they looked yeah. horrible. Oh, like, yeah. He opened his mouth and he yep. had a, like I'm like, dude, that yep. is, like it looks. Yeah. <laughs> it just that yeah. was oh, like, was glad that, you hit on that because. Was that the giant super Hulk predator thing in the the predator? Well, no. Even in even in this movie, even AVP, they when he when he opens oh, okay. up and he he spreads his mandible, he has like teeth. Yeah, and like it's... the the original had like the four inner and then the the, yeah. the mandible. It was it was canines. Yeah. It's yeah. just canine teeth. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They just, it seems like they've never, yeah, here it is, here it is, here he is dealing with her in his death scene. And it's like, oh, yeah, there. He's got like, he's got little fangs, like he's a vampire or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just too bad. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, I think this was ADI. And, and like, you know, Tom and Alec are good, but I mean, sometimes with their designs, they miss a little bit. I mean, uh, Harbinger Down, I heard, was a little rough that way. They tried hard, but it was, yeah. It kind of yeah. missed a bit with some of those. Yeah, effects. you're not you're not going to hit all the time. You know, yeah, I did, they try. I, I did. What do you What did you think though? I, I and I missed this, and I can't believe I missed this. This was one of the only few points I actually liked about it. But I did like the way that they had the uh, they they brought the queen up like she was kind of like cryogen. That was awesome. Where yeah, was, that was. And that that, that is an really actually, that's a really good throwback yeah. because if you look in the original. They the predators actually kept a queen on their ship, and she it was, was a sea chip. just populate yeah. their hunts. Oh my god! And I thought that was a very of, cool. Yeah. I was just thinking of that. I was thinking, I'm like, so that should have been said on a seed ship, and then here you are talking about the seed ship from the comic. Because yeah, yeah, I remembered that comic. I, I bought the original run. I think they reprinted it. I think about ten years after it was released, and yeah, that was really good. I remember reading that part and I was like, oh, cool. So they just shoot egg pods on the plants yeah. and then just go hunt the planets after. <laughs> Brilliant. Make your own preserve with Instapot. Yeah. Ovomorph mm-hmm. fucking seeding. <laughs> well, that was one of the – and the thing was the AVPs, the AVP comics too were, were pretty cool because um, if you look at the original set, there's actually a Zero comic. Um, which is like a, is, is an actual first one and then it, it cuts to like you know the one through – um, but they actually, that's, you know, you get to see them seeding the planets and you get to see like the whole, uh, you know, different species all being affected by, you know, it's, it's not just humans. It's kind of everybody, which is a very well, cool yeah, scene, but yeah, it, it shows relief frames, right. Of the planet yeah. wildlife right. getting infected. Yeah. <laughs> see, I, I read zero, they printed everything like reprinted mm. the whole thing. So yeah, I remember that. And it was really cool. It was they didn't even have, I don't even think there was any narration or anything. It was just still panels showing the aliens infecting the creatures on the planet. And then the Yaucha showing up later to hunt them. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot behind that. Like I said, there's, it's pretty cool. That was, there was, like I said, there's, there's few things I can get behind, but there were a couple of ports like that, that, that were definitely some good nods that, that kind of made it um, jump out to it, but. Not so much. More bad than good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it tried so hard and just missed in so many ways where it could have just hit, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of too bad. A lot of missed potential there. And then and then to, and then to the fact that they could get a sequel and then miss again with it, <laughs> even worse. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess you guys have kind of hit on everything. My My <laughs> biggest problem with it was it was just too campy for me. I thought it should yeah. have been really dark. Yeah, it right should word. have been 
should have been yeah. really hard hitting and uh, kind cartoonish. of merciless. Yeah, it was just kind of cartoonish. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, we've talked about the PG-13 rating. Again, making it R-rated doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a good movie because Requiem was very R-rated and it mm-hmm. very much sucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> but with, I think Michael hit on it when he said, you know, if we, if you had this movie and you made it with the intention of being R rated and not campy and cornball or corny, you know, then it, I think it would have been really effective. Yeah. Just, more more yeah. of the sci-fi. Eminently, eminently you you, you got to have yeah. more of that sci-fi element too. Like yeah. it's just, they've got, they're wedded to this concept of they, they set both of them just very candidly. They were like, we're going to do 20th century. And it's like, but why? Yeah. Like why the alien works so much better in the future? Mm-hmm. On your on your statement, Ryan, which which I totally get behind. Um, mm-hmm. Do you kind of feel like I, I sometimes feel like? Do you think this was like the the testing of the waters? You know, can oh, this yeah. work? You know, and I think I wonder if they said, uh, you know, let's make this so that everybody can see it, so that it's not like you know we're not missing out on the young. Because at that time, mm-hmm. the movie theaters were everything. Everybody mm-hmm. went to the movie theaters. That was a big thing. It yeah. was a draw. And I wonder if sometimes they did that specifically, like, hey, we don't want to miss out on these on this money and go to one you know group of you know only adults are going to see this. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I just, I mean, that's what I think. I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is definitely a, we want to see if PG-13 will work and we want to try and get as many people as possible to see it. This was back when, before, you know, Deadpool where R-rated movies didn't really um, make much money. It was really about PG-13. I think, well, The Matrix Reloaded, I think was R-rated and it obviously did really well, but but for the most part, I mean, you, you, you switch it from PG thirteen to R, and you automatically lose millions of dollars. Yeah, it's just yeah. just the that way they definitely part of the mindset. Yeah, so yeah, they're definitely testing it, and overall, I think I was just looking at. I think it costs sixty million, which is surprisingly low for a. Uh, I I thought it'd be cost more, and I think overall it made like one hundred seventy seven million. Yeah, they were fat- happy, eh? I think overall it probably broke even a little and maybe a little made a little profit, but yeah. So I think what, uh, yeah, I think it was just, they were testing the waters and they, they knew they were going to get some backlash from the fan base and, uh, you know, I don't think it did well enough to, uh, you know, for the sequel, obviously they're like, you know what, the PG 13 didn't really, it didn't really matter. So let's just make this one like as, as R rated as possible and make it suck even more. So, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think Paul Anderson was really the right, I don't know how much, in, I mean, with these Fox movies, there was always interference. So I don't know how, with AVP, I don't know how much was like, this is Paul Anderson's vision and Fox is like, no, we want to do this instead. Or no, we don't like that. Or no, you're on a tight leash. We need to, we need to switch this around. Well, one but, thing one thing I yeah. would add to definitely negatives for this is uh, the music. Wow, completely forgettable. It's it bad. Oh, yeah. God, forgettable. Yeah. Forgettable. Damn. Usually these movies, you know, like I think the first Predator movie or I think the first couple Alien films mm-hmm. or even, even Alien. Resurrection, had a, Resurrection even had a pretty good score. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about that, but Alien Three did. Mm-hmm. Golden Thumb oh, yeah, did a great course. job. Yeah, yeah. Three, but yeah, the first three Alien movies, uh, even the first two Predator films, like there's a lot of iconic music cues. You remember yeah. them, you know. This movie, you don't remember For, a uh, single nope. song nope. out That's of the soundtrack. You won't Harold remember Glosser. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's really it's like it's really a throwback. I mean, if you think about it, it's actually kind of a nod because if you think like the original Predator, um, the sound and the the music from the original Predator are iconic. Mm-hmm. The yeah. the original Alien and Aliens, the sounds and the scores yep. from those are iconic. Yep. So you know when a movie does not have a good score because yep. it plays music from the originals. Mm-hmm, you know exactly. what I mean? That they they have to like dive back in. Like we were just talking about the the what's the newest one the predator the what it just came out what two or three years ago and that entire music the, the entire music of that movie is the original score the original sounds the original beats the original everything it's like it it just tells you that how that was, good the originals are because of that that's actually predator predator uh, predators was the one where the guy intentionally tried to copy uh or uh heavily was heavily influenced by Alan Silvestri's uh, original scores. Yeah. Um, maybe I don't remember the music from the predator. Cause I just, I all remember it was, just, it was just an awful movie, but yes, you, no. maybe you're right. Yeah. I mean, maybe he was trying to go for that too, but I remember Pred- predators, oh. predators specifically, you know, he used themes. He I used love, I love motifs. Predator. Yeah. So he, I think he wanted to have it like a similar feel from those, those films. Yeah. But, yeah. I like Predators too. I got to admit, mm-hmm. it was it was a good one. I, I guess pluralizing pluralizing the uh, <laughs> the alien and predator name is not a bad move. That's, for yeah. That's a secret. That's a secret. <laughs> so, and then the last thing for AVP that really bugged me was just, I mean, not only the acting but some of the lines they gave them and the delivery oh, was God. just. Oh God! Um, like, some of the actors. Would you say this place was sacrificial chamber? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was oh, like, God. oh, and then yeah, and then that <laughs> slow motion, the flying vagina. I'm just like, all right, come on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's just what the that it, that, ar- that yeah. archaeologist guy, the, the the like the the boyfriend or whatever, the love interest for Santa Latham's character. He was. Yeah terrible i i yeah. couldn't stand him yeah i think um, call this hunter's moon yeah stupid i remember i think i remember hearing aaron percival talk about it. i think he was originally like a italian musician or some shit i don't know oh, yeah even like a full-time actor actor yeah. uh, I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted him to sing that moon Why hits you your eye song guy? yeah like when the moon hits your eye like the hunter's moon part good <laughs> lord man so I, was just, I was pissed off there's one scottish guy in a movie and they kill him off Oh, that, that's yeah. what pissed me off. I finally yeah. you know, get a little bit, you know. And then, of course, he has to do the whole thing where, like, he's showing her the pictures of his kids. Oh, and you take the picture for me. So you're starting to, like, get into this guy. And then the next thing you know, there's no way he's making it through the movie. <laughs> like, you just knew he wasn't was, going to make it through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was fairly likable, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he was the yeah. one extra character that stood out a little bit. I yeah. mean, the rest of them were so faceless. They're just a bunch of guns. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you couldn't yeah. tell where the mining team ended and the security team began. <laughs> they flowed together in one big blob. It was worse, way worse than prequels with their like extras. You don't know. Yeah. This was way worse because these actors yep. were bad. Like even the yep. even the support actors were bad, largely. Like yeah. Latham herself, Henriksen, they were pretty good. Uh, 
I guess the black guy who played his his his, his like no he's always head, good. He Colin was, Salmon, he, yeah, yeah, no, yeah he's no, a good yeah, actor. He he's a good actor, he's, so he just did good. Great genre. He's a great genre. Actor. Well, yeah, because he was just in, hand, uh, him, hand him whatever the, uh, and do it. Resident Evil. He's in the original one. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, worked with yeah. Anderson several times. Yeah. Colin Salmon's his name. He's got. He's actually he uh, considered for James Bond at one point. He's just oh, got really? that really, yeah. He's got yeah. that kind of smooth yeah, British yeah. delivery. His, his yeah. death. With, he's his a reliable death with the, uh, operative guy. You know? Yeah, yeah. So his death with the net scene was awesome. That was yeah. Fantastic. It gets tighter yes. and tighter and tighter. That was a cool <laughs> scene. That was a very cool yeah. scene. Yeah, it was yeah. actually. Any chance I have to mention the show? He's also in the very, very underrated Limitless TV show. I think it's on Netflix. Completely off kilt here, but check that shit out. This show, you know, okay. one season. Hey. It's Awesome. <laughs> I, I'll stop awesome. and say I'll stop and listen to you for a minute. Yeah, because I I was fascinated by it because I was like, what the hell? So this has something to do with the movie then, yeah. and then it is. It's spun off the movie. They did something it's like that. Really, it's really good. Really okay. that, Sorry to they, digress, yeah, they, but I fucking love that. Love that. I was so upset when it ended after one season. They, oh, they've yeah. Done, yeah, they've done that a few times because I think they've done a couple other movies where they turned it into a whole series like that. Yeah spun it off but like scream one... did that too scream did that yeah as well. mm-hmm. i thought it was What's pretty up? cool i thought it was pretty tongue-in-cheek how uh he got he got killed by the net and he got killed the exact same way in resident evil the grid comes over oh, and yeah. oh that's right yeah, yeah. laser he gets, grid. He gets killed the exact same way i thought that was pretty funny that was that was pretty <laughs> neat like i mean that kind of stuff that. is kind of cool i yeah. love the way he kept dodging he kept yeah. dodging and dodging and dodging yeah, yeah. he thought yep. he was so good and then it's like yeah it does oh, the exact fuck. same thing right at the end <laughs> that's yeah funny. i didn't think of that <laughs> this is a little body All right, i guess it's um yeah my talk about what i didn't like huh I mean, you guys covered. Uh, you only covered get a minute, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> we already know you hate. You already know you hate this movie. <laughs> you said. Well, that so. will that will we'll touch on that later. My new films about it might surprise you. Tune in later after the commercial. Um. Um. Uh, you guys covered most of it. I don't want to repeat, but um, one of the things that annoyed me: um, way, way too many callback lines, and not even done like a subtle manner. Like predators did a good job of like calling back predators just in a very kind of, you know, um, respectful way. Just a little thing here or there. Where this homage, people like yelling, people just like yelling out the lines in the movie. Oh <laughs> no, ugly. <laughs> oh yeah, they changed it. You fine. ugly son of a bitch. Then, I was like, yeah, come on. Oh my god, it was like PG thirteen. Oh, it's like we we get it. We're watching an alien or predator movie. We know that. Right. We don't yeah. need these awkwardly. <laughs> forced lines like, you should have um, had like knock knock and stuff like that right. <laughs> just like go for it you know <laughs> we don't need this it's a, we know what we're watching we're all watching this for a reason um have Alexa and the Predator I, do like the Arnold and uh, yeah. the Weathers handshake. Like, <laughs> Looks like they got you pushing bitch. too many pencils, Scar. <laughs> 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 they got you pushing too many laser cannons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man. Um, I'm trying to think of something you guys didn't say. Um, you know, obviously the writing wasn't that great. Forgettable characters. Um, it had a lot of writers missing. on it. Uh, yeah, of course. Oh, actually, Dan O'Bannon and Ronald Shusett uh, wrote, and Paul Anderson were all part of the, wrote the screen story, and Anderson wrote the screenplay. Yeah. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. 
definitely so. way way too lighthearted for the Alien vs Predator movie. I mean, come mm-hmm. the fuck on. Like, yeah, it's a franchise about a perfect hunting murderer skinning people and a uh, you know metaphor for man rape. Eh, let's go PG thirteen. <laughs> eh? Hey man, they could have given this movie a byline. They could have called it Climber Girl and Predator Man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what, Ryan? But, Ryan um, was right. I, I was just thinking about because he was saying about how it was campy. And like honestly, if you look at this movie, okay, so we've been talking about the other movies like uh, Predators, uh, which is which is actually one of the very good ones. If you look at this movie, it honestly looks like a, a made-for-sci-fi movie. Like you know how yeah. made-for-sci-fi movies yeah. have the way they're they're shot, they're yeah, very yeah, light. Yeah. Everything is like is super smooth. It it just yeah. it looks like someone's shooting with an iPhone. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that, yeah. you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? That quality, it does have that. I, I never really thought about to Ryan said about yeah. how it was kind of campy, but it, it actually does have that, that quality to it. It's almost too smooth, too much CGI. It, it makes yeah. sense. When you yeah. know it's like you're on a set, like you can tell they're on a set, yeah. like not yeah, like yeah. a it's actual like, location. Uh, yeah. Dave, Dave said it there. It's like it's well staged action, but the problem is, is it's too staged. You know, yeah. like it, it feels like mm-hmm. a video game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like setting up a yeah. fight in Mortal Kombat or Killer Instinct or something like yeah. Alien versus Predator. You know? <laughs> this is going to sound so funny, but I, I think the, the best comparison to figure this out is is the original Batman, you know, the original Batman. Uh, all right. And then the newest Batmans. And if you look at them, you can tell yeah. the original Batman was all on stages. Yeah, and if you look at yeah. the new Batman, it's inside like city cityscapes, and you know yeah. it's out in the open. Location. That's like the exact way to yeah. like if you want to references. That's you know, go watch Batman Returns. Half of that movie was taking place in like these inner sets, and then right. you look at the new Batman movies and you know Dark Knight and stuff, and they're out in the open in the mm-hmm. middle of the city yeah. and the whole streets. That's mm-hmm. yeah, that's the exact comparison. I, I absolutely agree with you. Batman yeah. and Batman Returns are good movies. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'll they are agree. fun. Yeah, yeah, they're enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. they're really good. Yeah, Tim Batman Burton made him dark. Very, uh, very Tim, underrated. Tim Burton. A... He made him. He made <laughs> yes. him dark cartoons. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it feels like a comic book in a good way, right? Sometimes it yes. works. Yeah, but it, yeah. with ABP, it, yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It's yeah. just yeah. the creatures needed to be more brutal. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we've gone well, on that. A lot where it's like it needs mm-hmm. more yeah. violence, more violence. You gotta have yeah. violence. And they try what to correct that with the unrated. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, and they tried to sort of correct it with the unrated cut. They actually did a lot of. Adding That's the only cut I watch now. I only yeah. watch the unrated cut. Um, but some, the, you know, some of the CGI blood was okay, but it just it, You can't like, you can't polish a turd like that. You know, no. it just doesn't <laughs> doesn't work. You know, it's like, I guess they probably should have filmed it they should probably should have had a cut already that was like hard r and then one that was pg-13 yeah and then uh release pg when, yeah when it first came out that's what i thought they were going to do in my younger ideals i'm like oh they're gonna have a they're gonna do pg-13 and when it comes on deep they're gonna have the true uncut version no no no, <laughs> no they they were like just money grabbing like, the entire time like wait that's people right. didn't like pg-13 all right let's try and fix it and, no yeah. Like, didn't work. But, you um, guys didn't record any spines getting ripped out, so I know. <laughs> it's too bad. It's I mean, gotta happen. The bus yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd I you... mean, I pretty much have the same complaints as you guys. It was. Um, I don't really have anything else to add other than when it didn't work, 
it didn't work. <laughs> I just, as we're sitting here, I just thought of one of the scenes that was actually just horrible. Is the scene where the chestburster jumps out, he grabs it, and he just flicks his thumb, and it snaps his neck. When the predator, like, it, it jumps out, and he catches it in midair, and he just kind of, oh, like, yeah. his thumb, oh, and he yeah, snaps yeah, his yeah. neck. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that was very uneventful. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot I about like that, the, yeah. Um, I did like the when the alien was creeping up behind the uh, scar and he knew it was there. Oh, he went, it wasn't he freaking yeah. sliced it in half. That was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> did that slow-mo where like the head slides yeah. apart. Yeah. 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 Well, that's Sirkin. Really cool. he, he really Anderson likes, likes that. Yeah. That, that yeah. slow motion separation yeah, yeah. stuff. Eh? He likes that. The goriness <laughs> pop, pop your head falls off. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the newest, the predator movie, um, they do a throwback. There's a scene when uh, they go to the, where they have the, sedated predator and uh, as they're walking through they have a bunch of their weapons and the uh the alien tail that they tied to the to the staff is actually in the window oh, that's right yeah that's yes it's mm. in the lab right? <coughs> yep. it shows it shows yep. like the avpr pistol yeah. or something too i think doesn't it i think it's the gun that the utani woman takes at the end of requiem i think it's shown somewhere there in the is displays <laughs> too because yeah. I think they were trying to tie both movies in, and it's like Shane Black. Why do you even care, man? I know. <laughs> oh, that was one other thing I didn't fucking uh, like was when obviously the um, Lex and the Predator running together, but um, <laughs> when they when he she kills the alien, it's in a completely <laughs> almost by accident. And the, the queen, Predator's you like, mean, or? Just one of the Xeno, the queen or one of the Xenos? No, when the Xenomorph, when it, like, it basically falls onto the spear. Yeah, she stabs oh, it. Oh, yeah, And then yeah, all yeah. of a sudden she's deemed worthy. What? That was a fucking oh. accident. It, it is. Yeah. It's, it's like that Rush Hour 2 thing where Chris what? Tucker accidentally kills uh, Zhang Ziyi's character with yeah. the axe. It's a total accident. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> stumble, worthy, stumble, what? stab. Yeah. I mean, I guess, because, you know, she at least attempted to defend the photo off. It's like, really? Come on. Yeah. yeah, she just kind of yeah. brings it up last minute, and it just kills yeah. itself more or less. Yeah. It's like in the, yeah. it's like that thing with the bear with Anthony Hopkins. He just sets the spear, and it kills itself. Yeah, right? mm -hmm. yeah. The well, edge. One of the cool things, though, is this movie at the very end of the movie gives you the uh, the first actual look at a Predalian, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, that's a yeah. big a big thing in the yeah. comic. However, yeah. I think the way they did it was very predictable because you kind of knew what was happening when, you know, of he was course. knocked out, but he wasn't dead. And then they laid him on the table. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Like I said, that's, you know, that's a big time. That's, that's like a total comic, like, lore right yeah. there. I mean, that's a, they have a mm -hmm. big, never really anywhere else. And then basically in, the, in AVPR, it, it became the, the focal point of the entire movie, mm -hmm. which was, you know, which is kind of cool. But. That was a, a neat scene, but I love those end of movie scenes where it goes black for a couple minutes and then that extra yeah. scene comes on. I'm a sucker it's, for those. Yep, yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> After credit scenes have been around yeah. for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Or fucking There's, Marvel decided to make 800 after the movie. It's like, all right, we got it. Right. <laughs> well, that's like, uh, what is it? Like Aliens even has a little after credit bit that's kind of cute. If you listen all the way to the end of the credits, right after the, like, after the, like, whenever Horner's score plays down, right at the end when it's showing, like, the copyright information. Oh, yeah, a little can, face you, hugger runs you across. Can, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, can hear, yeah. you can hear the egg opening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's how the egg got there. Oh. And so, and that's what people say. Some some people go hot on that too, and they're like, "That was the egg from Alien Three opening." It's like, let's not get into that, people. Let's not get into that. That's a logical yeah. that nobody wants to try. It's, to it's the it's the mystery <laughs> gun. It's the gun that can never Magic be explained. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's uh let's have a little fun after this one. Which Wayland do you prefer? The Charles Bishop Wayland or the Peter Wayland? Wayland versus Wayland, 2020. I'll go first. Who do you and, go with? I'll go first and just explain myself, like, and how I tend to look at both characters. I, I, I mean, you know, people howl and bitch about how, like, you know, AVP isn't canon or whatever because the company said so. Yeah, the company sounds like Fox and Wayland Utani kind of overlap a bit there, but you know, like, anyways, yeah. So I always found it like i mean so there's this other guy named whalen and he was you know decades and decades before peter whalen ever was around so maybe he's his grandpa you know that was kind of what i always looked at it like you know maybe that was his grandpa maybe he started the whalen corporate the whalen corporate structure as industries and then maybe peter whalen when he took over after his dad and you know charles had ran the company for decades Mm -hmm. maybe he restructured it into whalen corp because he wanted yeah. to do it different, you know, maybe because, you know, uh, that's kind of a plot point in Inception, restructuring the company to spite your father kind of thing, right? So mm-hmm. maybe he did that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he took over the existing empire that Charles and his son had put together and carried on from there. I mean, it's not a perfect fit. Obviously, people go, well, David created the alien. And it's like, yeah, whatever. That's a giant hairball that everybody argues about in this franchise so i mean maybe they are existing in the same timeline maybe he is his grandpa i care i think think that's awesome mike for what you're saying if i'm thinking about as you're saying it if he did the okay i want to take it my way screw my my you know my father and then you look at charlie stern's character in uh prometheus where she basically does the exact same thing yeah, you know what so, I mean? where she does like it's it's like the you know she then says like okay you've had your time now it's my time to to take yeah. and go where I want to go. So these right. these these That's a very cool idea. Yeah, these Waylands mm. are self-made people. They 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 kind of I like re- the thought. rebuild the corporate empire like a phoenix kind of every time they take over as a successor or something. Who knows? But just it conciles why there's two Waylands and mm-hmm. who's who here, and and it, it even makes sense to the fact that Bishop is like is like this huge tribute to like, uh, like, you know, Peter's grandpa who started the whole Wayland corporate empire way back in the late nineties or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, got it all going with these corporate expeditions that like found stuff like that technology. And it even makes sense with, you know, AVPR with uh, the Utani corporation bringing their technology with the plasma pistol to the Wayland corp when they merged. Right. So, all this evidence that there's shit out there pointing to stuff like the engineers being there. And it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't, you know, you could pick it apart and say, Oh, they don't fit exactly. But none of this stuff does. Cause each of these movies is made in a vacuum. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of nice to headcanon it and make it make sense that way. So to me, I just, I never seen it as one guy or the other guy. It almost felt like they're part of the same timeline, like it's lineage or something. Right. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I looked at it like. So mm-hmm. that's my two cents on it. Cool. What do you think, Ryan? You know, I I always have a soft spot for Lance Henriksen. Exactly. I mean, just, that's why I did it. And <laughs> I I think I think uh, 
I think Peter Whalen was better written. I, I do like Guy Pierce. I think he did a good job with the character. And I, but yeah, I mean, Lance Hendrickson's the man, dude. He's just, you know, <laughs> he's got like, that deep voice, you know, he's very like, like that very character commanding. moment, that character yeah. moment you talk about with the respirator and like, yeah. you know, yeah. Santa Latham, like it's a good scene, even mm-hmm. though the movie exists and isn't the best. It, it's actually a good dramatic moment. Yeah. And he does deliver like he's a good actor. Yeah. Even in some of the B shit I've seen him in, like I think I seen him in some fucking shit Screamers sequel. And he was <laughs> he sh- he shined even though the movie was a fucking turd, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Harbinger down, like the whole yeah. movie sucked. But Lance Henriksen is like, how how is he in this movie? Like he's ten <laughs> times better than everybody else. He it must just, have been half the awkward. budget. I know, right? The budget to hire him. Yeah. He's so awkward, but Alec and Alec and Tom, we've worked together before. Please, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Can you do us a favor, man? Can you be in this crappy movie we're doing? Oh, okay, um, boys, I can bring my awesome voice to do your movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, just for you guys, I will. Yeah, <laughs> you guys were great on Aliens. I still love you guys. You made me look awesome with my fake torso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i think they even re- um, they even built the animatronic version of him too and and he was blown away at how good tom and alec did because it's like he's not there he's not part of that it's not like his face with applications mm-hmm. it's just all a puppet and oh, for Wire, three, yeah mm-hmm. yeah and henrickson said you know he wasn't really mm-hmm. in the movie only as a voice and he was really impressed like even he's fooled by it like sometimes it's like did I actually act that scene? Like I've seen him in interviews. <laughs> yeah. They did a good job with it. Like, you know, like you say, he's an icon. I mean, yeah. the, ch- the chief in Terminator. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. him, him and the captain from Star Trek two go running down the hallway and die in a horrible mm-hmm. hail of gunfire. <laughs> yeah. No, wait, he wasn't the chief. That's right. The guy from Star Trek two was, that's right. Paul Winfield was the chief. Right. He was, he was his loyal detective, his number one lieutenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they didn't do any better against Arnie than anybody else in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just, I yeah, I wish there was more with with Lance Henriksen and Waylon, and I think uh, there wasn't much like background except for that one one scene a little bit. And yeah, yeah, I think he does. He always like deserves more. I mean, he's so iconic, and every yeah, he's I think another great to, genre actor. Yeah, and I think every alien, every aliens fan loves the guy. I mean, he's just, uh, just, just awesome. So I mean, no, no knock on Guy Pierce. He was, he was good. And obviously, there's more, more went into the writing of his character, and uh, even on the, you know, like the TED talk and like the side stuff for Prometheus and, uh. You know, and co- even this one scene at the beginning, the Covenant was really well done. I thought, but uh, but yeah, I just I always prefer I, I gotta go with Lance Henriksen. Nice, nice. Charles Bishop Wayland. I think they're. I think they are. They fit um, what they're needed for. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I think Guy Pierce. Uh, I think he's needed to be the Wayland that is uh, power hungry, money hungry. Um, you know, slime ball kind of <laughs> like nothing matters except what I want to get done. Here's why we're doing this. It's underhanded from the beginning. And, 
you know, I, I want to go out and find out who it is and I want to be the first and that whole kind of thing. And I think Lance Hendrickson, his version of Whalen is kind of the, the comfort, uh, almost like the, he's like the father, the more the father figure, like you can, you can relate to him when you know he's sick and like you understand then why he's doing this. Like he's doing this so that he can leave something behind. Not mm-hmm. so much so like, you know, I want to go in here and I want to do this just so we make all kinds of money. Like I'm doing this because I want something to be left to my legacy. And then when he has that, that little bit of a talk with, with Lex and they're talking, you know, sort of a one-on-one and, yeah. um, you know, different things. And he tells them on the ship, you know, Hey, she's in charge. You listen to her. I think in either of their, um, the the roles that they play as a as one of the as a Wayland, um, it's they serve the purpose of that that vision that they need for that movie. Right. Um, I mean, that's how I've always got like I mean, because the Alien movies. Remember, you had Aliens, where he was Bishop, and then you had Whalen at the end of Alien Three, and then there was that mm. whole controversy where it was like, you know, is he real? Is he synthetic? Is he another mm-hmm. robot? And then you get him in this, and it, it's kind of it's almost like a um. I don't want to say this. It's not like lip service. It, it's a, it's a comfort zone. Like you can relate, you know who that character is already. You didn't have to think yeah. about who Waylon was. Like you already know from seeing that, you know, and I think he just fit that spot. Perfect. And mm-hmm. you know, the same way with Guy Pierce, I think for the, you know, for Prometheus and, and all the extras that were done on that, like he fits the image that they needed for that movie. And, and he fits it well. He does mm-hmm. a great job at it. Like, you know, kind of underhanded in the whole thing with David where, you know, I'm your master just so we know who is who and that kind of thing. Like, I think they're perfect for what movie they're in. That's, mm-hmm. I guess that's what I want to try to say. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to put something in there. Uh, I was going to say a uh, interesting parallel between the two characters. They're both very similar in terms of their expositionary purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this whale and mangot character who's like, commissioning this expedition to explore alien technology and it's it's just a really interesting parallel in the setups and the fact mm-hmm. that scott goes at avp so hard and he's like oh it's such a campy movie like we've we said that ourselves here a minute mm-hmm. ago but like he goes real hard on it and then you just look at the structure of his setup on prometheus at the kind of like the the app the prologue sequences and stuff and very similar like both of these Waylands and like, here, here's my expert. And now I'm going to hand it over to them. And it's like, wow, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. similar parallels with, especially the, mm-hmm. and we're talking about the Wayland character. And I mean, just the fact that it serves that purpose in both movies, it's kind of an interesting little, you know, through line yeah. that both movies connect with. So it was your, it was your question there, Dave. So what's your thought on it? Um, it's tough. Cause you said that, uh, Lance Hendrickson comfort zone is uh, tough not to lean into. So yeah, like right when get... you see him in the movie, it's like, oh, yeah. especially Bishop. since he played Bishop. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. I know yeah. that guy. He's one of the best alien movies ever. Yeah, but I'm going <laughs> Team Guy Pierce in this one. I like the, um, I love the Peter Wayland. I love that TED Talk. The way he brings um, the brutal and viciousness um, to the role, I think is great. Especially how we. You know, over the years, what we thought, you know, Waylon or Waylon Utani could be, you could see it's like, oh, this is why they're such ruthless assholes. Waylon was a ruthless asshole. <laughs> I get it now. That's who was behind w- all of that green teletype. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> now I see why they're willing to do whatever, whenever, however yeah. it takes to find what they need to about the alien 
I get it now. We like, are the new gods be... now. It's like, all right. <laughs> now it makes sense. Now why nothing else matters but getting the samples, weaponizing them. Which I'm like, all right. Yeah. I get it. But of yeah. course, the you can't go wrong with Lance Hendrickson. Um, he, like you just said, uh, Michael, what he does for the AVP movie, it, it fits. It's filled the purpose and it's uh, he brought a little um, professionalism to the movie, so to speak. You know, he really, really solidifies that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going with Guy Pearce in this. I just love the, um, well, they're pretty willing character. I wish there would have been uh, more of it. I think it would have yeah. been a cool, a good thing to one of the centers of um, the prequels, especially considering how much we've heard about Willie Tiny. Though it's good they have more, have more mystery. So actually, maybe it's better off they didn't. Now that I think of it, um, you make a, but you more make, Guy Pierce would have been nice. Yeah, you, you make <laughs> but, you make um, a good point though, because uh, like I mean, a lot of people go off uh, about Fassbender in the prequels, and honestly, Guy Pierce's character, like Peter Whalen, was a really interesting guy. Yeah, it's it's a shame there was none of that Guy Pierce in um, Prometheus. So at least in Covenant, like really went. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we'll get you in there. Yeah, um, that was why I, I think, put that TED talk on it. Like, I mean, it just yeah, needs to be part of Prometheus because you need to see yeah. more of him. You need he's mm-hmm. more existent in the plot line. Even if it just would have been in flashbacks or something, I think. Yeah, just he played that character so well. I think would have brought more weight to the the mission per se. And um, I think there was uh, some more stuff filmed with a younger. Guy Pierce. Yeah, I think like there's stuff like in Mars and one of his or some shit, right? Yeah, and then there's one I think David is communicating th- with him through a dream, and it's a young Guy Pierce, like yeah, yeah, yeah. on the island yeah. or something like that. Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, they cut out. There's a lot cut out of Prometheus. I mean, a yeah. ton of stuff. We've well, yeah. we've all said it. I mean, as as Alien fans, you know, first and foremost. I mean, just think how great it would be of all the stuff like right now, how great it would be to be, to do a, uh, a tell, even it could be a series, um, you know, on anything, you know, Amazon or something like that, but to have a series that just deals with what goes on behind at Wayland, like yeah, the, it, the, that for the conspiracy and, and everything that goes on in the ever. background and what their motives are Forever. like, yeah, it'll mm-hmm. be great. Like the you wouldn't even have to do a full blown alien series. You just do what, you, you know, could. there's so much yeah. there. It's true, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's something I really like about Blade Runner movies and Alien movies, it's the Megacorp aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And like, just, I, like, I really like that cyberpunk. And you don't need the budget element. to have the Xenomorph. You could just allude to them, just have little... I mean, you're going to need the future at some point, but just you know, showing yeah. them, studying them, or yeah, that's them, exactly or you it. don't need to... Just, you just have it like the yep. Alien as a overall, you know, just as a you know, uh, a looming character over it, not yeah. necessarily featuring them. I mean, no. cor- corporate espionage is always interesting TV and a Wayland, uh, Utani corporation. Oh yeah, know, man. It just killed me. They, 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 they like Netflix killed <clears throat> off altered carbon. Cause I loved all that intrigue. <laughs> like the I don't intrigue. blame you though. The, the second season and Mackie was a fucking terrible lead. So I'm, I'm not surprised, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 season would have been nice. I, I, I didn't, I didn't mind him, but like Kinnerman was was far more charming in the first season oh, of that show. Much, much better, much better. Mackie has one tone, one 
you, you can you can see why Sebastian Stan has been stuck very closely with him on that show. Because yeah. They know Stan's got some appeal, and they know yep. Mackie is tap water. He's not. Yeah. I think I think it's funny. I mean, to go back to the, you know basically what we're talking about tonight with with the AVP movie, I, I think it's it's very easily seen since Aliens what has happened to both of these franchises when Fox gets their hands into them. If you think since aliens, alien three, I'll let that slide. But, but from then on everything that, that they've tried too hard to, to turn their way has just absolutely been misery. It's just Mm -hmm. been misery. They've been, Um, sorry. um, Fox seems like they've been completely clueless as what to do since their franchise blew up since 1986. 1985, whatever. It's yeah, completely. Well, they kind of, they kind of like, just invited. They invited Scott Free in for the past couple of years and just told him, "Do whatever you gotta do to make this work." Yeah, they gave him license, and like some people have been mad at Ridley for using the license to do what he wants with it. Well, I mean, like he's a, he explained in interviews back in the eighties. This he, is what he wanted is, to go into, right? So, but then he changed his mind. I mean, Fox gave him that. Just, yeah, I, I get it. We, you know, we, you know what I mean. It's just it's Scott changes I mean, his Scott changes his mind so much too. You but, give license to a yeah. man who's changing his mind every ten minutes, you're gonna get a really flip floppy idea, right? Yeah. So. Who was that? Uh, you you we ever hear the down, flip it, flip it on a road for a while? Yeah. Flip it on a flip it on a blanket. Company, uh, flip it what on company? What company did? That's Scott. <laughs> what company no. did uh, Resident Evil? What was who was that through? Uh, toilet Bowl Productions. Yeah. No, I mean, just honestly, I just wondering because I mean, oh, good question. I believe if it's you the, look at it, the Strauss themselves had a company, a production company that was hired by Fox, because they they even had a reduced budget, I think, on the second movie, even so. It no, was, no, I mean, the, I mean, Anderson's Resident Evil movies. Oh, his movies. Uh, it was yeah, Con- he, Constantine Films, yeah. New Legacy, Hollywood Picture, uh, uncredited. Uh, distributed by Buena Vista, which is Disney, and Columbia TriStar. Um, I just wonder because, like, he, like, they basically just gave him the reins and said, I mean, because those movies got yeah. rough every single one after yeah. that. But, like, they just kept, and although the, at the box office, though, they were money makers. I mean, they made a, they yeah. made a good amount of money. So I can mm-hmm. understand that. But, like, that, that tells you right there. I mean, it's just, you know, the, I don't want to say that Anderson was not right for this movie. I mean, I think he was in the right mindset and I think he had an idea. Um, but I just don't think he, he brought it to where he needed to. And that, I mean, you've no. seen the resident evil movies and you've seen how like they're just bloody and just crazy. Mm-hmm. And then for him to put him into this and then say, okay, that's what you like to do, but yeah. this is what you got to produce. Yeah. Like that, that's yeah. kind of, you know, talk about handcuffing yeah. somebody. Yeah. yeah, it just right. it's, it seems like it seems like Paramount just pushes movies to make money. I mean, look at Fast and Furious yeah. films; they just push them so hard just to yep. make money. I mean, it yeah. was like it's like JJ Trek. I mean, it discarded a lot of Star Trek just to make it like a compartmentalized space action movie series. And I mean, yeah. it's not a, it's not a bad thing for that. It was done for the purpose of marketability, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't care about traditional storytelling structure. They wanted a packaged action extravaganza, like a summer movie series. So that was what but they went for. It, it, it could work. Like for me, I'm like, I'm not a trick in my sense, but I've always been a, I'm a fan though. I don't watch, you know, and 
most of the movies I've, I've stopped since uh, really Next Generation. Oh, yeah. But, but for it's, me, it's, I, I, I loved it. I loved the first one, oh, yeah. the second one. But it's, it's, the uh, same as, no. it's, the same, it's the same as the Resident <laughs> Evil movies, though. A departure, right. a departure from what you know to make right. movies for the sake of making the money off of them. Well, to get that, that, but you have to understand, release. you're also not, you're not making movies anymore for the Star Trek fans from 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're now trying to pull in a whole new generation, which is this, the same thing basically that this movie was doing. I mean, we're, well, we're on the same yeah. topic. It, it's it it's was Resi- the, Resident Evil too, right? You're trying to bring in moviegoers, you're not pulling, game You're trying fans. to pull in fandom to get people involved yeah. in a series that to a point had been, had run its course and now you're putting new actors new faces yeah you know and stuff like that behind so for you know basically to go completely in a circle here like the movie this movie is what it is i mean is it perfect no is it horrible that you can't watch it no but it is what it is it's a movie of the times it came out when everybody was trying to verse franchise together and pull people in hey you're not an aliens fan okay what about predator oh you're not a predator fan you're an aliens fan well how about i pull everybody in on this one movie and try to try to come up with something for it so i mean to be honest with you i dislike this movie incredibly but for what it was made for to try to get a new audience involved in the alien fandom and the predator fandom it did exactly what it needed to be done because i mean we're here now 2020 and we're talking about a movie from 2004 so i mean it it, it did stick around and at least it made an impression you know one way or the other i mean that's how i feel about it yeah it's still in the pop culture psyche no doubt we know it's there Mm -hmm. it's it's a movie people talk about people talk about what could we go back to this movie idea again would it ever work and so, I mean, that's good that it keeps people talking about it. Definitely. Well, I'm going to hit on a sore t- subject here with you, Mike, but you've said a couple of times about how much you hated Resurrection. <laughs> oh, Again, yeah. It's 2020, and that might, movie might be horrible, but we're still talking about it. So, like, <laughs> in its own se- sense that it basically did what it, it was made. I mean, it, hey, hey, I, hey, I, won't, talking about I, won't, I won't rag on it, Macal. I'm like a Sith. The hate makes me stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I resurrection. Uh... I remember how much I hate it too. <laughs> that's the important thing. Just remember that's what you don't do with an alien movie going <laughs> forwards. No it's newborns. No more newborns. <laughs> no more. No more crying that's for a good mommy. Into how we could uh, how we could close this up though. Uh, Mike, you kind of touched on it. How do we uh, how do we feel about the movie now? Any different or same as when you first saw it? Me? Oh, I'd have to say. The stock of the film has dropped significantly. Mm, <laughs> like I guess maybe because it, like you say in your case, you found things to appreciate it over time with it. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think a Fair lot enough. of the, the lot of the supporting players they stick out really Fair badly. Mm-hmm. I, I think Macal did her good with the the Italian guy. Like uh, it's a hunter's moon, and it's just like <laughs> grown like this wannabe romance going on and stuff it's just there's things that come out obvious uh you guys talked about the matrix jumping face hugger with the camera slow down and everybody was just abusing that at that time and it's just mm-hmm. it looks so incredibly dated like it looks good in a matrix movie because that is the matrix aesthetic but when you stick it in another film it just looks like you're aping the matrix to yeah. make things look cool mm-hmm uh i don't know i think just the way that the predators are treated in this movie like i i guess it makes sense that they're young hunters but at the same time there's just they have this clumsy looking armor on macau pointed that out before and they just don't seem to be very on point with getting on top of these aliens like 
like Dave's right, Grid's amazing, but it's the question is, does he even have real competition? And it's like, well, not really, because it feels like he almost killed two of them single-handedly. And it's just, uh, it's just, there, it's like, like you say, it's just the movie could have been more balanced. Like, let's put more focus on these creatures and less on a bunch of extras that we don't give two fucking shits about. You know what I mean? Because, like, even like I think we've mentioned it a few times throughout here. Uh, Machiko, she's a human being in the middle of that Yautja culture, and it's an interesting storyline. Like, there's a reason why she's there. There's a reason why she's in the middle of their civilization and why their culture has accepted this human being. It just makes so much more sense than Santa Latham accidentally becoming acceptable as a member of their hunting <laughs> group. You know, like it's just, there's just a lot of contrived stuff going on in this. Uh, the first culture, I mean, I look at that and I look at that and I just, woof. Like, just, just bad. Like, just like i mean prometheus does something similar with this culture predating like a lot of civilizations and the contact with aliens and stuff but let's just say prometheus does it in a way that i can respect you know like mm -hmm. it's it's well done it's uh brian mentioned a few times uh, writing composition is a big thing prometheus is is better written now there's some ugly editing of scripts from what went into that movie but i mean still the the general level of prose written for the script is good where here well it's anderson and he's just he's action focused and his exposition is not as strong and it's like you get that exposition dump with the alien culture and uh the antarctica bit and i mean there's some really impressive effects there but a lot of it's it's just like they just puke a whole bunch of exposition in your face and you're like what because like you've watched both of these like series up to this point and nothing ever indicated anything even close to this so like they just dump it on your head and like i don't know mccall mentioned the comics a few times they do a way better job of this they 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 bring all of this lore together in a way that just feels more organic where this feels like composed very artificially composed like like staging it in the Antarctica arena. So it's safely away from any civilized city. And we don't have to spend money actually having like a big battle in a city where aliens attack people or something. I mean, even in the next movie, when they do it, they do a small town. Like, and it's like Dawson's Creek gets invaded by aliens. It's just Tunerville, man. Not, mm -hmm. Neither of these movies got it right. They didn't get the arena we wanted. We wanted an outer space thing, like spend some money on it, have futuristic, people with guns trying to fight back and have some kind of chance you stick a bunch of 20th century people into this place they're not ready to go in and i don't know like i don't know, like you guys said it's a it's just it's an excuse to get them into this meat grinder pyramid and get kind of get bumped and crushed in the way of this you know whoever wins we lose or whatever mm -hmm. i mean great tagline great byline but just it didn't deliver and it, it's just too bad i mean Looking at it at the original pass, it was wasn't bad. Going back to look at it, it's just it's kind of a generic action movie with our favorite monsters stripped of just about every kind of brutality that you know you enjoy seeing. You know, like you you want them to rip people in half, and you don't really get that here. You get them kind of clobbering each other and some alien green blood. Both sides, I guess, have green blood spurting around. <laughs> bunch of glowy blood getting on stuff and you know let's not try and show too much blood because we might damage the kitties and their little souls and it's like who cares look where we are now 
wasted potential. Wasted potential. I look back at it now, and it's just so much wasted potential. It could have been a lot better than what we ended up with. I mean, I, I've seen games and comics publications, and the story has been better serviced there. I, I think I even got a novel somewhere in my bookshelf floating around, one of the AVP novels. It's not bad. I mean, you read about it, and it's interesting. It's mm-hmm. that the, Everything's presented in an interesting way here. Like you guys said, it. Uh, it's just it's very cartoonish, stagey. Looks like a fighting game, you know, like just too polished, weird gloss on everything. CGI just sticks out at times. It's just, it's a movie that shows its age. It's a product of its time. It was an idea that Fox wanted to try and get out there, and it feels like they just kind of cooked it a little too fast and they shoved it out half baked. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I, I think no. <laughs> I think I think I think my mine's real simple. Um, I went into the movie with unrealistic expectations. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. Now, if I'm going through the channels and so on, I'll watch it, but I'm not taking the time to open up the DVD to put it in the DVD player. That's, <laughs> Good way I mean, to look at it. it. I'm, I'm not, well I will watch it if it's on. If I'm, I come up to it, I'll stop, but I'm, I don't have the love for it where I'm like, God, oh, what am I going to do today? I'm gonna, I'm, as soon as I get home, I'm going to pop AVP. And like, I, I just... That's that's for another another day, another day, another story. <laughs> yeah, I I I kind of on the same line as you guys. I mean, I I went in with well, I went in with fairly low expectations with it, and I just thought at the time it was it was all right, it was entertaining. And now, I mean, I know it's not; it really isn't a good movie. It's just, but it, there is some mild entertainment. I might even watch it tonight. No, we've been talking about it just uh, just for kicks. But, Reminisce, uh, yeah. But uh, I just, yeah. Overall, I mean, it's just it, it's very forgettable, and it's that's something that an alien and a predator movie shouldn't be. Really, it's it should be memorable, and it should yeah make a it should make a mark like you know, the first Predator and the first two Alien movies. I mean, obviously, those are almost impossible to live up to, but, you know, when, when, you, put these, when you put these two monsters together, you got to remember that it was really the characters that drove those other films. And when you kind of push the characters to the side and just focus on the monsters, it takes a lot away from the experience. And because uh, it's not just about the monsters, it's what we, it's about the the narrative and what we experience and the fears and stuff like that. That's really, but also the you know the the camaraderie and working together parts of the of those other movies that um, that that really draws to them and really bring the characters to life. And you know, monster mashup. That's just not what these these films are about. And it was, again, it was a product of the time and it was trying to do a versus thing. And it just, it wasn't, it's unfortunate that, that they went that route, but it, it, again, it's, it's there and, you know, it, it, it does have some entertainment value, but it's, uh, it just falls way short of uh, what it could be. Yeah, like, because what is it? Freddy versus Jason. It's something that works, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's got a little bit more tongue-in-cheek to it. This, like you say, it's just the serious tone. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem to work as well that way. Right. Um. Actually, even though I absolutely fucking hated this movie when I first saw it, 
you told me 16 years later it would change, I wouldn't believe you. But I don't mind the movie now. Um, it's a good – it's obviously not what it should have been, um, but I've accepted it for what it is. It's, it has uh, merit. It has its merit, especially um, – uh, for those humans that have tiny humans, it's a good gateway movie for the franchise. Um, introduce them to the characters before you uh, show them aliens or alien, <laughs> whichever one you decide to, to start them with. It's um, it's fun. Got some or cool Predator with the skin guys hanging in trees. You know, you got to get <laughs> them ready yeah. for that too. There's no skin right. guys in this one, so you yeah, know. Got to start them somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No Predator yeah, skinning people in this one. <laughs> I don't mind it. Um, I'll throw it on once in a while or maybe a couple of action sequences but I don't hate its existence anymore um, <laughs> kind of dig it so uh, you know I'm glad it's part of the uh, the uh, Alien Predator movie family so, mm -hmm. so I'm good Dave, for it Dave would you say that this is the Jason X of the Jason Friday the 13th franchise this no is the, this is, uh, this, this Jason is the, X uh, the shiny, the shiny, bright in space. Yeah. Of the, of the, that's how, that's how I can compare this movie. Because if you look at the originals and then you look at this one and you're just yeah. like, hidden to miss, hidden to miss. <laughs> Unless you want to laugh yeah. and have a good time, then that movie is, is perfect. Jason X has some, uh, has, does have some, has some merits. It's got some awesome kills. Awesome <laughs> kills. And it's got that but, um, tagline, man. Evil gets an upgrade. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I guess before we uh, close out, we should talk about the out of nowhere Predator 5 movie announcement. Yeah, that was interesting. Eh? Which is um, going to be directed by 10 Cloverfield Lane's Dan Trechtenberg. That was a fucking awesome movie, too, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, script will be by Patrick Allison, who's done Kingdom, Jack Ryan, and Treadstone. Um, the story is set in the past with Native Americans uh, about a woman who, be, I guess, becomes a badass and has a showdown with a predator. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Bring yeah. it back to the jungle. Uh, throw it in the past. I'm game. Wait till we yeah, hear Frank. more, but... Um, Talk about an announcement out of fucking nowhere. It was. Oh, it was. It was like, awesome. Though. Like, it was like the, it was needed. Yeah. yeah, it was needed. It was like the information we at just came in at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, all, I, all I can tell is anybody that's listening to this, um, go and read, uh, go and read the Predator comic series, Big Game. Um, this is supposedly be loosely um, kind of based off of that, which was an awesome series, which basically if they're going to do it that way, it is kind of going back to the predator roots. Um, yep. You know, the, the a group go in, it's a, ends up being a one-on-one -on -one sort of a hunter versus hunter. I, I mean, I'm not going to get excited because I mean, we've, we've been down that road before, but just the fact that they're putting it in somebody else's hands, um, they're going to give somebody a spin at it. And the fact that, like you said, 10 Clover lane, 10 Cloverfield lane was an awesome movie. It oh was, a, that was a great movie. Um, so hey, it's somebody new, and like it sounds like this guy's had, they've had, I don't know, you know, script and stuff written up for it for a while now. He's just was waiting on it, sitting on it, hope I guess waiting until everything kind of cleared. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm psyched because at least it gives us something to kind of uh, get excited for. Yeah, I well, yeah, that. like uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. Just hearing hearing the like the sounds of it, it's like it'd be like you know like 
make like apocalypto with like a predator in it yeah sure why not fuck yeah i don't mind you know go back to the jungle i like predators for being in the jungle like that too mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. being in the jungle man that's where it should happen you know <laughs> the predator was a fucking stupid clown shit <laughs> maybe movie i mean was horrible hopefully maybe in some deep dark way maybe the these uh the film companies are starting to come to the realization that it's it's one of those like it's that saying that you know more is not necessarily better um i mean if you look at some of the fan films that have come out in the last couple years uh there was the one where i think it's the predator he's in the crusade times uh that that fans made which was incredible then there's another one which was actually funny there was a predator was it predator against wolverine um which, which Predator was, versus Batman. That was yep, a good one too. That one, it, it was good. It's, it's like I think they're starting to see that there's other avenues, and like sometimes the basic works for this franchise because yeah, you don't know. You don't need to know it's good, bigger, better, better. I mean, the fan mill. A couple of the fan made Friday Thirteenth movies are really solid. You know. Yep. Well, it's like sometimes these big Ali- names need Alien Fortieth Man. Alien Fortieth. Yep. Less is more. You can yep. do the alien and it's yep. not cooked, Ridley Scott. It's not yep. cooked. Yep. Eh. Keep, keep it small <laughs> with a solid budget and we good. Yep. good. Agreed. Absolutely mm-hmm. agree. I, yeah, like I said, though, it's that's awesome mm-hmm. news and, and gives yeah. people something to look forward to. So yep. mm-hmm. absolutely. Ryan, how does how does that work? Um is that does that get made through Fox? How does that how does that work? Well, it's not. It's just twentieth century studios now, and it's okay. and it's basically, yeah, it'll get made through them. But Disney is kind of overseeing everything now. I mean, yeah. they're kind they're they're ultimately they have the ultimate say. Just like anything, Lucasfilm is gonna Disney's gonna be or the Marvel stuff, same Marvel, thing, right? Mm-hmm. Managed. It's a holding company. Disney's got so much yeah. in its plate. But yeah. it seems like they they just pick people, appoint them, and let them run those companies as they yeah. Is, so. yeah. yeah. Hopefully this worried. production house gets the room to do what they need to do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I saw I saw that it was through 20th century, but I didn't know how that worked with uh with Disney if 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 they were their own entity and then Disney just had, you know, con, you know, was over top of them and just kind of had control of them as a as a company or or how that worked. Cause you mm-hmm. know that's that's the thing too. You kind of wonder about like are they going to give them are they going to let them have free reign or is it going to be Disney stepping in? Oh saying, no. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it'll be, like, it'll be like, be... it'll be like touchstone or Bona Vista movies. You know, they just do their thing and Disney just pays the bills kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. If you saw this, I mean, we've all seen the star Wars, the new trilogy. <laughs> we know that Disney likes to be involved. In, yeah. yeah. Very involved. Well, no, I just mean like from, films. well, as long as they from put someone the, good the, in charge, that's fine. But right. can you could you blame that more on Kathleen Kennedy than Disney? Like maybe yeah, Iger just making Kathleen a real Kennedy. bad choice there because yeah. Iger, yeah. Iger kind of said we're gonna re- we're gonna trust her and yeah, look what happened! Wow, yeah. holy moly! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give John Favreau but... her fucking job already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it'll be interesting with the R-rated uh, series how much disney um that series of for a film how much disney is influences it uh if they're going to be more hands-off just because you know it's their it's their r-rated yeah again it's like touchstone it's kind of their r-rated segment and they don't really want Mm -hmm. the disney name attached to it in every way because disney's 
I mean, it's associated with family entertainment. So I think it'll be, but I mean, they'll definitely like be overlooking process and I'm sure they will be, you know, they'll have, you know, have their say in what they, what they want to see in it. And, but, but, you know, if they get the right people involved and, uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I do have a little bit of concern just because of, you know, how the, the Disney or the Star Wars trilogy was handled. It was just, uh, it was just a mess. And speaking of, speaking of that, and, actually, and this is just mm-hmm. a little thing, but I don't know if you guys seen the rumor floating around that like young Ripley stories or something. Where, like, bullshit. Don't even. Yeah, I know. I know. No, 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 no. It's funny no. though. Isn't it no. funny the way people get into that mindset? Like no. Ryan said, just that Disney trilogy gives Freaking people ideas. Clickbait. I hate clickbait. No. Yeah, man. No. We no got this. No, no, no. We, we got this no, covered. Even. We got oh, this geez. covered with bullshit. No. This, is all getting, this is all getting deleted. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, I knew. I knew it was bullshit. I just want to bring it up because it was related to that, that Disney yeah. stuff. Just that mentality, right? You know, yeah. that's that's how people are thinking nowadays. Yeah. So I mean, I again, I'm there is something recently about Alan Dean Foster and how Disney doesn't want to pay him royalties for his alien novels or something like that. Like they bought the rights to the property, but not the obligations of paying them. And I was like, hmm. dude, really, Disney? I mean, talk about this is a company that has over. Two hundred billion dollars in assets, and they're like penny pushing for yeah this, right? this guy. Yeah, and I'm just like, do I really want Disney involved with the Alien Predator franchise? And even though I found the the Star Wars trilogy, new trilogy, I found the movies entertaining. I was just all over the place. And uh, oh, Dave's got the baby. The two is is. All this crap that's gone on the last few movies that we've, as fans of the Alien franchise... It looks like he has Yoda years. ...have have had to deal with. I think it's funny that um, you would think the novels basically are what kept fandom alive in this. So if there's anybody you're going to keep paying, it's going to be the the people that are are your strength, that are keeping you know, some of this stuff along, even the guys that do the Star Wars novels, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that in between the, in between the canon and all that stuff. You think those would be the last guys you'd want to, you know, tick off or, or screw over because they've basically been keeping it afloat. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. Yeah. Like putting the squeeze on Alan Dean Foster. I love his movie novelizations. His Alien oh, Covenant. So good. His Alien Covenant novelization so gives me reasons to like Covenant more because there's stuff that I see I can clearly see was left out of the manuscript when they shot the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see how he was offering you clues that this was originally in the script. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, the way he extends lore by using the space of a novelization to let you fill in the blanks a little more. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's Fox putting pressure on him. Like, Jesus Christ. Gotta, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping this it. Predator movie is going to be uh, yes, really good. Yes. So uh, I admit I wasn't super thrilled with the premise. I was, But then again, I haven't read the comic books and stuff and um knowing that it has been read to be honest right i yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but then he's got to flip pages and shit man (laughs) yeah no come on (laughs) 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 all right so So, uh, 
think this is a good spot to end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we covered just about everything. And stuff I think so. We, talk about, but we got but, uh, this covered. <laughs> we got this covered. Oh, oh, okay. Covered in bullshit, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's our specialty. <laughs> but we but it's the fun bullshit not the not not, not right. the lie not the lie bullshit. The fun bullshit. right <laughs> which is why that earlier stuff you heard that was a bullshit rumor and don't be bullshit <laughs> fake, but, news. Uh, yeah. there's, fake news yeah there's the, there's like a big three out there on the net that you want to avoid and we got this covered one of them <laughs> <laughs> no. where, where the big four you should be listening to <laughs> AVP Galaxy will give you the skinny. Don't pay attention to the lies. Yeah. <laughs> of course, keep uh, listening and subscribing to the podcast. Click on the uh, the uh, the Facebook Facebook page, the uh, Facebook group, which is um, always in hypersleep but still entertaining. Um, so check listen, the website. Listen to the new episode. Horror genre in the new episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, go listen to Branching that new out. one. Slashers, man, go 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 hear about <laughs> go hear about Scream, Jason, and Freddy, and all the other fun guys. <laughs> but that's all I got. You guys got anything else? I'm good. Yeah. I think all we right. touched touched everything with rumor control. You wanted you were saying like we brought up what was the the latest buzz there. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. All right. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. See you later, everybody. Right. Adios.